roll. I'll just edit it out. Okay, okay. Welcome back, everybody. This is Tyler here, sitting with Josh and Nick. Today, we're going to dig into some aliens, and we have some fun stories about ourselves to tell you guys. And then we have a couple Am I the Assholes, and I am running the thought-provoking, you could say trivia, tonight. And I think we're going to have a good time. How's everybody feeling? I feel good. Cloud Nine is looking pretty decent from all the way up here. All the way up. Here? Are you? Would you? Would you say that you are a higher or lower elevation than Cloud Nine, Nick? Cloud Nine is like a good place to stop, in my opinion. Anything higher or lower is abnormal. Abnormal. Okay, so you're not a big fan of Cloud Six or Cloud Ten. No, fuck those clouds. I'm a Cloud Seven cloud- right now. Cloud Four has some pretty decent tacos, I will say. So myself, I do. I do like tacos. I also enjoy tacos. I do. Hey, so there's this place where uh, I live, and it is a full-blown taco restaurant inside of this little tiny building that is like a quickie mart almost. And they have the best tacos, and they serve them in pizza boxes. And it okay, is now, bomb diggity. I have something with this, right? And I've only seen it with Mexican people. And this is, it feels kind of racist to say this. But they don't, like, the, how do, the, okay. They make a business wherever, wherever there's space. Like, it seems like most people will just will renovate the outside of the business also you know and take over the space and turn it into whatever they're turning it into but you're describing this restaurant and then in town we also have a a uh, mexican grocery store that is an old fahey bank like all they did was rip the fahey letters off the wall and fill the inside with grocery shelves like it like if you drive by you're like oh that's a bank and you pull in the parking lot and it's a La grocery store number two. That's so that's so really funny. Great. But I I see what you're saying. I've seen um, taco trucks out of the back of an ice cream van. I'm gonna and say then something Victor's, really controversial. Victor's show Elliot's. I hate what Trader Joe's. I've never been to Trader Joe's. Trader it's Joe's awful. has the best cookie cookie dunker thingies. So good. you told me about those. Yes. Why like do you Dunkaroos? Hate... Yes. Yes. Why do you hate Trader Joe's? Uh, I've only been there once, and it was like several years ago. And um, people hyped it up for me, and I went there, and I, uh, I was not impressed. You know, people were like, "Oh, it's so much like better quality food. It's cheaper, and like you can get." I went there, and it looked like there was like wooden boxes just filled with produce and i'm like what what the fuck is going on right now the stuff came straight off the like the boat from like venezuela like what's going on so i don't yeah. know yeah it's supposed to give you the feel of like a traditional like a, farmer's like market. like yeah like a farmer's market deal i get yeah, it you totally. know it's like a fair trade just i don't know i'm i'm more of like on the Aldi spectrum of things. I enjoy I shopping do at Aldi. I like Aldi. Aldi has some of the best dark chocolate I've ever had in my life. 
So they sell these uh, salted dark chocolate caramels that I usually end up buying two containers of every time I go there. Ooh, and uh, usually one of them doesn't make it the first day, sadly, because I'll just sit there and I'll fucking pound one after another. Hence why I am obese. So. But it's supposed to be organic chocolate or something, so it's supposed to be healthy, right? Well, I mean, you it's dark chocolate. You lose weight by eating it. Yes. You see, you're chewing the caramel so much, you're actually burning more calories than what's in an individual chocolate, so. True. I don't they're, like, like celery. Pay, What'd you pay say? for bags. I don't like I have to pay for bags at Aldi. You don't have to pay Is for that bags. Aldi? Is that save a lot? You just bring your own bags. You don't. I mean, you can buy bags there. They sell them, obviously. Or you just you, not use bags and throw and throw all of your items you can, in the back of your car. Well, you can Loose. also <laughs> you can get one of their. They have cardboard boxes, which is not ideal if you're doing a. That's what trip. it is. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't like doing the boxes. All you need is like ten reusable bags, and you can fuck up an Aldi trip pretty easily. Right, but but what you're missing is you have to remember. To bring the bags. Just well, keep it here's, here's the thing. If you're a frequent Aldi flyer, then if you're, you're just not, remember. if you're not remembering the bags, then you're not, you you're shouldn't. You're not remembering, you're not going to remember that quarter either, so you're not going to get a cart, so you can't even go into Aldi, so you, know what's you better so funny? go back to Walmart or something. People like to try to play the uh, pay it forward game with the Aldi carts. It's, it's so, so adorable. Yeah. It's so adorable because I'm like, it's a quarter. They're like, here, just take it. I'm like, well, do you want my quarter that I was going to put in? No, man, you you take it. You keep it. You keep it. You need it more than I do. I'm like, like, wow, I can't even go to a gumball machine and buy a fucking gumball with this quarter. So literally the, the, the social experiment of making people pay a quarter to unlock the cart and, you know, and I get it's like a to deter theft type deal. But in my opinion, like if someone really wants that cart, they're going to take it for a quarter and leave with it. Well, I don't really know if it's so much that. I think it's more so they don't have to buy them. They don't have to pay for the manpower to pick up carts. Cart pushers. Mm-hmm. But then again, I would just be willing to leave the cart in the middle of the parking lot <laughs> with the fucking quarter still in it and just leave. Now, you do that a few times. Well, you know, you do that several times over a year. I suppose that would add up. Yeah, totally. Pretty quick, pretty quickly, you know. Well, you do, have it, you guys you heard... do that four times, and you've spent a dollar on leaving your cart in a parking lot instead of walking it back to the carousel. So, have you guys heard that the shopping cart is the ultimate morality test? It because is. it does not it does not impact you directly to put like to put it away. It does not do anything. You do not gain or lose anything. So they're saying that that's the ultimate test of morality. Yeah, because whether you put your cart away or not. And the thing is, is nobody can force you or penal uh penalize you for not doing it and there's no repercussions so basically it you're gonna you're gonna do it whether people are watching or not and i would just like to say i always put my card back i've seen the dash cam footage of some cars where like you see a cart that's like on the other side of the parking lot and slowly but surely this fucker's just getting blown by the <laughs> wind straight at their car like a perfect picking up speed and it's just like, and then it bumps into their car and they're like, I'm suing you. Your cart hit my car. That's why I only park near the cart corrals. 
That's the only place That's I'll actually, put that big fat truck. That is low-key a life hack right there. People who be trying to get like that front row parking all the time, and they're like, I want to be close to the door because I'm American and I don't like walking. It's overrated. Um, fuck that. I want to be parked right up beside that bitch. That way when it's time uh-huh. for me to leave, I'm just like, I'm a good sure, person yeah. and I leave. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm glad we're all on the same page. That really yeah. that echo echo chamber comment from last week still stands. <laughs> like a podcast. I'm short of breath right now. I love that. Uh, That's how you know it's working. One. Let's go. All right. <laughs> well, uh, I think we're all healthy. I think we're all breathing and in good order here. So uh let's uh let's do some things. Let's talk about aliens. So, basically, space aliens. Basically, space aliens. That's an Alex Jones line. Um, I love Alex Jones. A lot of people hate him, but I think he's just funny. He is the exact amount of comic relief this world deserves. Is so. he? Do you, you believe that he's, he's satire? Bees knees? What's that? Go ahead, Josh. Yours was much more important. <laughs> <laughs> well now I'm now I'm concerned that it wasn't that important. <laughs> I heard good, bee, good. I heard bees knees from Josh and then I heard Tyler mumbling something. So yeah, As always. Josh, Josh said, Do you think he's the bee's knees? And no. I said, Do you think that he's satire? Is Alex Jones a character or do you think that's a real man? I think he is he knows he's full of shit because he's admitted it on Joe Rogan's podcast before. He's like, and in court. Of, he he was like, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> like, <laughs> like so he he knows he's fucking you know crazy, but he doesn't let he doesn't let his identity. He knows who he is. Is what I'm trying to say. He's self aware and he just lives his life the way he chooses to and. He gets a lot of shit for it, and you know, he also gets a lot of money for it. A lot he does of money, money everywhere. Money. So oh, yeah. Money. Um. Do you guys believe? I yes. Believe that we will win. Is, I believe that when I yeah. die, I'm gonna get my own planet. Oh, okay, you're taking a little extreme. Yes, that religion. <laughs> Scientology. Scientology is actually a religion based on a uh, science fiction series called Planet Earth. So, or not Planet Earth, uh, Mission Earth. I could talk about L. L. Ron Hubbard all day. L. Ron Hubbard is a motherfucking genius. Um, Um, Simply due to the fact that he became a billionaire over creating a religion based off of a book that he fucking that he wrote made up he he wrote it he's literally he wrote he's this like, fiction he's, ri- he's like, writing nah, he's writing kidding he's, he's writing the science fiction novel series which is epic by the way i think there's like 15 books in it or something and by the end of it he's just like i think i'm a god i think i just i think i think i just i think i just wrote a religion on accident i should probably go get paid for this now so many people just pay into that religion without even oh dude the a, money a second thought the money to ascend i, I know is... i know a specific person who donates 10 percent of their check every time they get paid 
to Scientology and their life insurance, which pays out over $400,000, 50% of it goes to Scientology. That's crazy. That person's in a cult. Um, I do want to clarify the that the, the religion is Mormonism. That was the religion. Mormonism. But we have to talk about that off air. I'm not going to make you out this person on air, but I need to know. That, I need to know that is about fair. this. Now that, now that you said Mormonism, I want to bring up something that I saw on TikTok. It's literally this week. in the musical. It isn't. Oh, you're so right. And I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Dude, the Amish are fucking dicks. You've never worked with them, have you? No. I I have never worked with them, but I follow this guy now on TikTok who is ex-Amish, and he is explaining just the rules and how he grew up and everything. No way. They Absolutely give you a choice no when you turn 18, don't they? No, you get not, to like, his, not some his of them. family. Oh, okay, is he like an old guy? Kind of bald? Older guy? Kind of balding? No. And then, a, I think I've, I, maybe, I saw one. He's that's, a truck driver. I but, think so. Yeah. Uh, no, he's from uh, what's uh, the old, like, old Old Amish. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no option for the little break to explore. There's I no said they don't do the rum springer. Yeah, and there's also uh, no option to leave if you get if you leave, you're excommunicated. That's amazing. Yeah. If it's, if it's the same guy, he said that he stayed back from church one day and packed up and left yes, while everybody it was is at the same church. Guy. Yep. And had um, and had his English friend that he met help him uh, that he met working now, help him escape. One thing I will say: the Amish are like ants, where they could carry ten times their body weight. Yeah, that's what happens when you do nothing but lift things your entire life. Your whole life. <laughs> We're having clam chowder and soybeans. Um, no, Real but clams, in, in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, Tyler, do you believe in aliens? Yes. Um, if you want my my down-to-earth, you know, explanation is... Yes, I believe in aliens there. I just feel like it's very scientifically improbable that we're the only ones out there. So now, I go so ahead. What? Go ahead. Um, on, on the more like grandiose kind of scale, the more conspiracy scale, I believe in a sort of, I kind of like the, it's like a galactic federation theory where like once, the civilization reaches a certain threshold of knowledge, you know, then they're brought into the fold or whatever. And that kind of would kind of go into something I want to talk about a little later is how we had our big boom of sightings of alien UFO sightings after we split the atom and first started working with nuclear technology. That was step one. So... It's interesting because you say, you know, probabilities. So I wrote down some some fun numbers just to kind of provoke the mind and get the juices flowing here. Um, what you have here is you have 100 billion observable galaxies from Earth. Each one of those galaxies containing 1,000 billion stars 
So the potential for um, habitable life or worlds, if you will, is in the trillions easily. And, um, you know, this planet is, uh, in, you know, we're kind of vain as humans. And we raise the question of, you know, if there's so much potential out there, why haven't we met any of them? And I don't think people like understand or maybe are just not capable of comprehending on how fucking space space is. They call it space for a reason because it is infinite to the best definition that I can give to space. The universe in general is infinite. We don't, we can't even see where it ends. It's that big. So, you know, Earth has only been sending out radio wave signals since like the late 1800s, which, you know, radio signals go out into space and they travel, you know, for very, very long periods of time. The chances of that radio signal um, hitting something that could potentially pick it up would be so far away that by the time unless they have some sort of like beyond comprehensible like advanced technology by the time they receive that message we're all dead this planet might not even exist anymore um so really on a galactic scale our planet has only been making noise in the universe for a fraction of a millisecond on a you know galactic scale so it's if there's so much life out there where is everybody and why hasn't anyone tried to make contact with us i think that's why yeah that there's so much space to cover it's there's just it's next to impossible almost it's quite it's literally quite possible nothing except ourselves no we're here um but on the flip side this isn't going to be a fun segment if we sit here and talk about how it's scientifically more likely that aliens haven't been here um but in my opinion i i I fall into those lines of the potential is out there but in my mind what if there are ufos that come from outside of our world on this planet visiting us they have to be on some sort of level of technology that is capable of literally traveling through space-time in a way in which we cannot understand. It's like what it's are these wormholes? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we have a theory that wormholes can exist, True. but we we don't have a we don't have a, you know. It used to be a hypothesis. Now it's a theory, but it's most uh, of most of our space knowledge is just theories, I yes. suppose. <laughs> yeah, the Big Bang is the most widely accepted theory of the beginnings of the universe, but it's still just a theory. It's the most like it's the best we can come up with with the resources we have at this stage of right. our existence. So, what do you think, Josh? Gosh, how about you? Exist? So, uh, I believe that there's something else out there, as there's just the numbers don't make sense for there not to be. But as far as like alien sightings, 
you know me, I'm not very in, intuitive with uh, the acceptance of extra, not extra, but random stuff like that, like all the ghosts and whatnot. Uh, so, as far as uh, aliens, for sure, I 100% agree. As far as them, I have a fun one. As far as them coming to our planet, uh, because it's crazy to think that the reason why we we measure light years is because that's how long it takes to get there. It takes yeah. it takes years. It may be two light years away, but that's two years away, meaning that. If they're that far, if they're advanced, that means they're however far they're far away they are from us, that many years advanced. You know what I mean? Like if a pl- if if another planet or whatever galaxy, you know, whatever you want to say, is a thousand light years away, at this point in time, if they are more advanced than us, we would be in their almost stone age compared to what we have now. Make sense? Am I going too deep on this? Because my brain hurts. Uh, no. <clears throat> okay, but here's the thing. We're talking about the distance a lot. And I think we kind of have to, like, what, I mean, are aliens similar to us? Are they a physical, yes. Yes. are they a physical being in a yes. nuts and bolts craft? Or are gonna... they an other world, otherworldly from another dimension? I will... Were they Whoa. really. Mm, okay, you went a different direction. Here's what I was going to well, say. I, I got, I got, I got more though. That's fine. I mean, we just, we, go ahead. We're scratching the surface, but I was going. All I was going to say, make the point of, is alien life could be is technically considered anything that's living outside of our planet, and that could be something as small as bacteria living in moisture on a cloud somewhere you know what i mean a sentient a sentient pocket of gas yes you know out in like it's just there's just so many options we have no like i said that's what was fun i was like what do you think like what do you think they look like because like it could range from humans exactly like to a t mm-hmm. it could they could look like us but have different properties what if they're fish? they could look like fish. humanoid animals they could even be giant creatures in the sense of like a whale in the ocean, but a whale in space. Yeah. It, it could be, I like, I, lo- I love space. I kind of subscribe to like, I play a lot of, Stel- I've been playing a lot of Stellaris. And in that game, it's like a lot like Civ, you kind of make an empire and, you know, conquer the galaxy, uh, the universe or whatever. And uh, you find, you know, different species in all different what like stages of life you find like prehistoric you know medieval kind of civilizations where they're still using you know iron and things like iron swords and things like that and then you have these even you have these super advanced civilizations that have come and rise and fallen and it's just what's left of them you know what i mean mm. so there's just as space is infinitely big, there's an infinite possibilities of what alien life can look like. You know, it's kind of crazy because just as, you know, our our knowledge of outer space is probably not even a fraction of a percent, but 
what's even scarier to think is how much we still don't even know about our own planet but mm-hmm. the, you know our own oceans uh and how much of that we have not had the potential to explore and don't really know what's down there that's crazy to, to me to think about like where what where we're at, at in the ocean well yeah that's it, have it, you ever heard of yeah. us those uso's man no unidentified submergible objects there's i mean it it is both only submerged objects like you know you see lights under the water and stays under the water and then there's also you know ufos that transfer to under the water they might come out from the water you know go into the water or whatever there's a whole uh, that's a whole nother alien topic that's a whole nother usos that's like a level of sector so it's like is like the ocean space bro (laughs) but yes and and no and you have everything from alien life that lives in our ocean you know that has always lived in our ocean other like there's a whole story of like the russians finding fish people yeah that i could butcher um and then you have it as like extraterrestrial aliens that have made bases in our oceans because we don't live in our oceans you know what i mean and literally everything in between black holes in the ocean that aliens travel through my brain is working extra hard oh we haven't even started yet (laughs) cthulhu is actually what's underneath the ocean um maybe that's why we're trying to get into space because we know what's down there so a lot of people like to make that draw that correlation too nasa used to be like they used to study the ocean like oh fuck no (laughs) and then and then one day they were like fuck the ocean we need to get off this rock we're going to space and a lot of people are like what did nasa find in the ocean man that makes them want to get off the planet so bad man yeah why can't we why can't we build a spaceship that goes in the ground i mean underwater oh and if you ever see photographs of nasa up in iceland um with like rovers and like you know stuff equipment that you are used to seeing on mars there's people saying we're not actually even at mars man that's all on our own planet they're just photoshopping fucking iceland man and nasa has promptly come out against this and been like listen douchebag of course we are literally testing our equipment because the conditions on iceland happen to mimic the conditions on mars on a grand scale uh very accurately so they can use the terrain to test their rovers and you know their satellite equipment things of that nature that's going to be very mobile because no humans ever been to mars as far as we know you know i'm sure there's some that maybe claim that they have been there aliens took them there (laughs) and they had a picnic and then they brought them back um but yeah so there's there's a whole group of people who are just like they just deny the the fact that we've even landed any equipment on mars because you know there's pictures of them running tests in iceland so so do you guys want to hear about some of the aliens that uh the u.s government is known to be working with today yes Yes. okay okay so first we have the pleiades right and the Pleiades, from my understanding, they look a lot like humans. They are very humanoid. They are almost, when you think of Nordic gods, that's kind of what you, what you, they look like is like a, 
a Nordic guy with the blonde hair, the blue eyes, muscular, thin, tall, you know, all that. And they're here to help us. They they are here uh, to help us against the Dracone, otherwise known as the Reptilians, or the Lizard People, a.k.a. Mark Zuckerberg. Yes, okay. Daddy. Okay. And these motherfuckers, they want to enslave and eat us. That's what they want to do. But the Pleiades said, no, 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 sir, no, you. No, and you. That's why they, <laughs> they were sent to live inside the Earth. Right? They live inside the Earth. Uh, and they come out sometimes and there are some influential figures like Mark Zuckerberg that are Dracon, they're lizard people with skin suits. And if you ever look at Mark Zuckerberg real hard, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. That man is a lizard humanoid with human skin stretched over his body. You literally just made me, th- made me think up my own conspiracy while you were discussing this. this is- Run it. I need to know. All right. So you say these reptilian fucks want to eat people, right? Like that's what they're here to do to enslave us and feed on us. So what if like, so as you know, like humanity has been getting fatter over, you know, history. Like, Oh my goodness. So, and that's due to technology, right? Because we don't have to be, we don't have to exert as much physical, uh, what if we're twerking? Exactly. They're fattening us up over generations using technology. Facebook, 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 technology, social media. Keep us on our asses looking at Facebook. But then they used COVID-19 last year to keep everybody inside and fatten us up and social distance and away from each other. Reckoning. We're about yeah, to get yeah. so, open season so, on us fat and boys. And you know, I know plenty of people who gained some weight. And some people, good on them, went out and exercised and continued to use the opportunity to work on themselves and lose weight. Good on them. I wasn't that guy. Neither were you two. Um, <laughs> no, sir. Some of us tried. Some of us failed. It's fine. Um, but... <laughs> So now, now that you have the population all plumped up, um, maybe it's time for them to make their move. That's my on-the-fly hot seat conspiracy for you. I, I subscribe to it. Maybe they're working with the Greys. Who are the Greys, you say? Okay, yes. when, when, when I say picture an alien, you're Paul. probably going to picture a Grey, right? Um, if you ever played the game Destroy All Humans, I love that's that Grey. They are short, gray, long, round heads, and they have Black telekinesis, side yeah. powers, side, yeah. Um, that's who crashed at Roswell. There were three grays in that craft that they recovered. One of them survived. And in 1964, Eisenhower signed a treaty with them and let them live under Area 51 with the Pleiades. Okay? And this, in this, uh, this treaty shows it trades human lives for experiments, for technology. When we get Wi-Fi, that's where we got Wi-Fi. The Roswell crash. But you didn't know that, did you? Learning every okay. day. That was the, that was uh-huh, the first uh-huh. vehicle to have in, uh, in-vehicle Wi-Fi. So now we have one set of aliens living in the center of the Earth, two living at Area 51, the Pleiades and the Grace, right? And we're going to go ahead and add a third set of aliens at Area 51, and these ones are called the tall whites. They are they. Uh, the best way I could describe them is take 
like the same kind of Nordic gods that you think of the Pleiades and stretch them out and make them a more see-through. So they're a paler, still Nordic kind of tall, lanky, frail. Instead of like, instead of, okay, when you think Nordic God, you think, you know, muscular, right? So instead of the muscular, they're stretched out and pale. They're the nerds, okay? Yes. Um, and they want nothing to do with this. They only want to use our planet as a stop-off station for their, you know, intergalactic trade. Uh, but they have had a few interactions with the U.S. government. Uh, and like I said, they want nothing to do with us, but because of their weak form, physical form, right? They're very sketchy of us and easily, you know, easily scared. So they are quick to, uh, like, they don't, they don't abduct you or anything. They just kill you because, you know, they, they're scared of you. Um, <clears throat> let me see what else I have here. Okay, so we have all these aliens, you know, you know, living amongst us and working with our governments. Uh, speaking of, have you seen, where in the last, I want to say eight years, two highly ranked people have came out and said that aliens are real. You had, I want to say 2016, 2017-ish, the Canadian defense minister coming out and say that aliens are real and they've been working with and tracking aliens for years now. And then just was it last year? The uh, I, it was some it was uh Israeli guy, right? No, Israeli is, Israeli a, official or something or military, yeah. and he came out and said that that he said that we've all but like all of our superpowers have been in contact with this galactic federation or something. Yep. yep. And so that kind of goes fucking bonkers. That's what. That's what you know some people would say but it kind of it kind of goes into like where i mentioned earlier where the sightings really picked up at um when we split the atom we started dealing with nuclear technology it really you know put us on the map and some people believe that those are like the first baby steps into intergalactic travel so now that we kind of have now that we can kind of reach out away from our own planet more eyes are going to be on us because we're more of a threat and also we you know we're maybe more of an ally now you could say so um that's also why there's a lot of sightings happen around nuclear sites like um there was the rendlefin rendleston forest incident in the great britain which is basically the rend the the base that was near the rendleston forest that's a mouthful of words for an American like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a that base next to that forest is our nuclear front in Europe. Like that's you know our big base where all of our bombs and warheads are kept. And they had uh, I don't remember the time. I don't want to butcher the story. Basically, they had a mass sighting of soldiers who saw it. You know, over a hundred people reported seeing interacting with this ufo and it's one of the most like verifiable sightings you know in history so it happens around these nuclear sites and it comes from that so maybe you know this kind of leads to today where people kind of feel like we're at a crossroads where we're either have to evolve and become more peaceful and more of a collective to 
you know, reach out into the galaxy and not, or if we don't, you know, choose to do that, then we destroy ourselves in a fiery nuclear death, as they say, that's coming. I s- <clears throat> Excuse me, I still think that um, mutually assured destruction is, um, in my opinion, it's off the table. Like, no one gains or benefits from that except... Because you put any superpower head-to-head in this world, and they each side has enough to destroy the Earth, you know, 40 times over, or whatever number that, it is. Um, in my research, you know how there's a story of uh, these Soviet guys who stopped uh, a nuclear war during the Cold War where they had some kind of malfunction or something or other. And they were getting ready to launch, but they're like, wait, this might not be real. And it wasn't real. It was some kind of fluke. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, but it sounds no, like, okay. um, it, it sounds like, war, like it sounds like war games, in my opinion. <laughs> it, so, for, okay, let me try to not butcher it. Basically, uh, Soviet guys in the bunker, they see things, their radar malfunction, and it looks like, it, it looks basically like an all-out you know, American attack on the Soviet Union. And they're, you know, debating on whether or not they should retaliate, you know, even without orders, because it looks like there's an attack. And they come to a conclusion not to, and the good thing they didn't, because there was no American attack. It was it was some kind of malfunction in, in their system. I forget what it was. But I feel like that's a pretty common story. I've seen it in a couple of different places on the internet. But we had a similar situation happen to us after World War II. In Okinawa, there was almost a launch at our base there, and it got to the point. Um, again, I didn't. I, so basically, we had like someone thought the colonel of this, you know, installment thought something was happening, and was giving orders to launch, and uh, someone below him was like, "No, there's no reason. You know, we're not doing this." Um, so they waited even though they had the orders to prepare to launch and it got to the point where they were like fighting you know they were like well we should we shouldn't we should we shouldn't and then there were american soldiers holding other american soldiers at gunpoint trying to stop them from launching this nuclear device and then they got the order to stand down and apparently this is just not talked about. And the guy who sent those orders down the chain was just quietly court-martialed and has spent the rest of his life in a military prison. You're going to Guantanamo Bay. You're going That's to Guantanamo big, Bay. Tough. That's big tough. I've big, never even tough. heard of that. But it, I, I totally believe that it happened. Oh, for sure. When you give when you give one individual power in a circumstance of the unknown there's going to be situations like that to happen like that mm-hmm. will happen i mean you're telling me that in the event of an of an attack at a at a large scale against our country these individuals inside of inside of the the base or the location of uh, of where our uh, retaliation uh, attack will come from can make the split second decision like that you're going to have stories like that. And I'm surprised there's not more of them that come out. And it's probably because we don't want people to realize, hey... How dangerous it is to have someone in charge of a nuclear weapon. Because in, rea- <laughs> like, in reality, we should be thinking, oh, our government's got this under control. You know, 
we we trust them. We elected this person. They're in charge of the football. But in reality, it's one person that was never elected, and it's just somebody who sucked enough dick through the military to uh, get up to a position like that. So it's crazy, man. I'm not going to get too far off topic, but just to play off of the beginning of this little side conversation that evolved within aliens here. Um, I think your next global conflict is going to look a lot more like um, it's going to be more, I think, of a cyber war versus like a traditional war. Traditional wars, you have, you know, obviously different factions going uh, at each other, trying to, you know, kill each other. So, uh, and become, you know, the dominant, uh, you know, side in that scenario. Whereas I think on a cyber scale, we had a little bit of a taste of it this year when that uh, pipeline got hacked, right? What if it was the aliens? Well, you know, either way. It was. Either way. um, I think you're going to see more infrastructure attacks versus um, just shooting at people because you can cripple a country. I mean, look what that did to us. Like people in the South couldn't get either couldn't get gas or were paying like $10 a gallon for gas for a short period of time because it was so scarce. Well, that was more because of the hoarding caused caused the scarcity. If everyone would have continued normal consumption, there wouldn't have been a scarcity. Yeah, well, it's still, but, but, that's, mean, but that's my point. You saw a societal panic and that caused people to do the toilet paper thing and go and buy it all and then create you know, take what was already kind of a shitty situation and you amplify it, it by panicking. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. well, that's, I, it, that's this, the point of infrastructure attacks. Though. Yeah. And, and just off of that, I mean, I have not seen the gas prices reduce sent from it. Like, I, I've only seen it go up. And I mean, maybe at that initial, uh, maybe the respected gas station that you go to might have a little little bit uh of a increase but it's been consistently going up and down south is typically the easiest and cheapest place to get gasoline we were under two dollars and fifty cents up until recently and now we're over three three ten which is crazy i was gonna, I was gonna ask you how much you guys are paying right yeah, now. yeah right now uh it is 309 there is one place in Delaware right now where you can get gas for less than $3 a gallon, or I should say less than two ninety nine. Because in Delaware, it's been pretty steady at fluctuating between like two ninety and three nineteen. Like that's the range for us yeah. up here. And um, the one place that has consistently stayed under $3 since they opened is Sheets. Mm. And I think... I think right now they're so new in the Delaware market that they're they want to try and drive as much traffic there as possible. Right. Um, so obviously they're being I, heavily competitive with gas prices. Mm-hmm. You. I what? couldn't even tell you what the gas prices are here because I don't pay attention. Because mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Not get gas? Whatever it is, I have to pay it. That is so, I just so pay it. funny. You know, I I know we're getting off topic. I'm so sorry. I'll make this last comment. But <laughs> you're good. You saying that, that's what I tell myself all the time is like, what am I gonna do? Not get gas? Like I have to get gas. 
Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's like paying the rent, you know? You guys uh, aren't breaking the cycle. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw, so I follow some um, financial advisors and stuff on uh, Reddit and uh, other social media, i.e. TikTok. Um, but it was really funny because in an interview, the guy's like, yeah, I had a, I had one of my employees come, come up to me and be like, hey, you know, gas is XYZ. And he's like, oh, well, that's cheap. And the employee, of course, reacted differently because she's like, no, this is the, this is the most it's been in many years, five years. And he's like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, that doesn't, I never realized because I don't pay attention when I pump gas. And they really say that's, that's when you know you're comfortable in life. When you can just pull up to a gas pump, you just click that handle down and it just fills all the way up until it spews out. And they're like, well, hey, here's your comfortable. I, oh, man. Can I add something I don't do to that. what you just said? I just always put $10 in. That's yeah. Whatever $10 so, gets to me is what it, I'm getting. It's either that or it's literally you're, you're in between paychecks, right? And it's Thursday. It's the Thursday before your paycheck and you have 70 cents. And you're like, okay, well, YOLO, you put your fucking debit card in that machine and that gas pump. And if it approves it, that's on them. I'm filling my gas tank. That is so funny. <laughs> because the money is literally going to be there by midnight the next day. So, okay, I, you know, the bank isn't even going to process the payment until after I'm already paid. So technically, I didn't overdraw my account because I run <laughs> as credit at the pump. That's a lot. That's big brain. That is Big a that is there. that is that is a poverty trick if you're employed and you're in between paychecks and it's the gas or you know if it's a, if it's a matter of you getting to work and not having enough gas just go ahead and fill your tank that way. That is um, so funny. Uh, I've never done that or thought to do that, <laughs> but now I now I know for next time. Future you is more prepared. Now, Correct. So. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move move all of the money out of the accounts just to do it, to feel to feel the <laughs> to that feel, I, feel feel the <laughs> adrenaline rush of being yeah. just completely broke. <laughs> I stuck it to the man by filling and up cheating, my gas tank and cheating the system by paying for something you couldn't afford in the first place. That's All really right. funny. So, so, so to get back at it. Yeah, so nuclear weapons, wanna... first step. Do you have a second step here for us? Or? Uh, we, I think we're on the second. I think the second step is that pinnacle moment where we choose to work together as a planet or fucking destroy ourselves on a fiery death. Okay, I got you. So from that point, then between the global resources, like if we, I'm not trying to new world order, kind of go like that. But if we kind of can decrease our hostility as a planet and have more open knowledge flowing between countries i think that'll that'll push us through to the next point of space travel personally but do you guys want do you guys know give me a guess when the first recorded ufo sighting was uh it was in 1870 i got nothing nothing no guess um i mean the first record, are we saying recorded, like filmed or recorded like uh, on account? paper, documented on paper? I would have to imagine in legible form it had to be 
I don't know, 15th, 16th century. That's my guess. I don't know. It was, it, what I have is 1825. There are three texts uh, showing a sighting over the Devil's Triangle in Japan. And now that's, you know, you could say hieroglyphics or cave paintings, but we really can't actually verify if, you know, that's what that means. This Japanese can be translated. But basically the first UF, documented UFO interaction is they saw these three circular crafts, like a standard UFO is what's drawn over the Devil's Triangle. And then a few days later, one of those crafts washed up on the beach and a beautiful Japanese lady came out. and But she could not speak Japanese. And um, the people couldn't help her. They couldn't communicate and seeing, you know, these crafts in the sky and everything, they were scared. So they mopped up and forced her back into her craft and pushed the craft out to sea and she was never seen again. I thought you were oh. going to say they put a bag over her head and tied concrete <laughs> boots to her feet and threw her back in the ocean. <laughs> Left her there. How did they paint that on the cave? I imagine it was on a canvas. Oh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> it was only the 1800s here. Well, I mean, it, that's just that's mind blowing. Time itself is just trippy, man. Isn't it weird? I mean, you got to think that's almost a hundred years after, not really a hundred years, but the American Revolution was in seventeen seventy six, so yeah. it's only we're fifty only, years. We're only we're only four hundred years old, almost. Uh huh. Bonkers. And the grand scheme of like that's even even just the planet's life for a fraction of time, let alone the fucking universe. Yeah, man. Now, I do have a thought-provoking question. Because when you hear aliens tossed around, you hear people say that we would just be destroyed and enslaved. You know what I mean? Like, what do humans have to offer an advanced civilization that is capable of traveling to our planet, right? I think, and this is kind of from a podcast, uh, Wolf 359, that I listened to. That's a fucking phenomenal podcast. It's an audio drama, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Anyways, I think music and art, I think that's something that is probably uniquely human. So culture in general. Yeah, I think that would be what puts us, like what gives us our worth on the galactic stage is the entertainment. Our because imagination. The uh-huh. For me, I don't even know if it's going to be goods and services what they're looking for like i don't believe when I, that either but yeah like when i think when i think aliens i don't th- i think that we're all uniquely created so we're all gonna have different needs and wants and tastes meaning that i think it's gonna be more of a of a not coalition but uh team like a teamwork like bringing into if if there was you know going of course the galactic order of everything else, but I think it would be more like hey, not so much what can you offer, but let's learn about you. Well, let's let's expand like the knowledge. That's what I've consciousness. Think. Yeah, exactly. It it kind of I listened to another podcast where uh, Earth was destroyed, right? And what was left, we we put all of our knowledge into an AI. And that AI was the last human that survived because it was in an underground bunker, right? So the AI comes to life 
and turns itself basically into an exponential replicator. So it has drones and it uses the drones to build factories, to build more drones, to build more factories, to build more drones. And you know what I mean? He can inevitably just grow infinitely. Um, and the story of that a is that AI, and it's a really good story. It's called Dust is the podcast. Um, but it's a lot of the AI, you know, figuring out what's human. I'm the last human. I have to remain humanity is all is me. You know what I mean? Uh, and then he sets out to destroy the the aliens that destroyed uh, Earth, and like come to find out, there's a whole galactic coalition, and one of their rules is like civilizations civilizations are left alone until they reach a certain peak point of knowledge and technology, and then they are brought into the fold. And you know what I mean? So basically that those people broke the rules by destroying earth in that in that way and that's kind of what i would like to believe how it is too is is why is they're just kind of here checking on us basically seeing you know what's going on and and either either that we already know what's going on like i could i in the same vein i could see the government knowing that once we reach a certain point we'll be brought into the fold but they already know about aliens and blah 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 but i think that's what it is i think they're just checking up on us waiting for us to get to the point where we're actually a player in the game and then we get to know all the cool secrets i think our next big biggest hurdle in that in that regard is solving our energy crisis mm-hmm. and by crisis yep. i mean how we produce energy like every and single not, and- every single house in america that is you know within a, a normal you know su- uh, suburbanized area is probably running off of a coal plant somewhere um, say, how do we have the lights and not kill our planet right so i think for that uh, i i don't think any of the modern uh, alternatives are the key to that i think the last person who came even remotely close was uh tesla nikolai tesla not tesla the car company he literally had wireless tech he had wireless energy in the palm yeah cool he had wireless energy in the palm of his hand a secret that for the time period that he lived in was beyond anything we can comprehend people struggle to make a small replication of what he was capable of doing and producing and um there's actually a neat little story to he his life no not men in black style here but he <laughs> tried to sell he he didn't try to sell but he tried to pitch this idea of energy to jp morgan chase so that he would give him a loan to so he could you know produce you know, more results, you know, more, you know, nothing's free. So obviously researching this type of technology was going to cost him money. And JP Morgan Chase was like, you're trying to develop free energy. Yeah. No, no, um, no, 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 no. You see, we're a bank. And if you're just going to take the money and spend it to figure out how to make something for free, you know, ad revenues didn't exist <laughs> in this in, in this specific century that we're discussing right now um so because obviously everything that we experience and interact with today that is quote unquote free um is backed by ad revenue and 
You know what's a fun tidbit about the Nikola Tesla? Mm. When they first when they first uh, made the electricity, they would show it off at these giant world fairs. You know, it's kind of like a giant world fair where people would come from around the world and show off new feats of technology. And it was like, look at this. Here's a light bulb. And everyone's like, oh, wow. And like, it makes light. It's an electric candle. Everyone's like, cool. He's like, now watch me kill an elephant with it. And then they would literally like electrocute giant animals with this electricity for the show. And it's just like, it's ridiculous. I'm fucking bad. <laughs> that is so funny. It's pretty, it's pretty yeah, crazy. I think, so I think until we, you know, get past that hurdle of like solving how we consume energy and how we're producing it. And I don't know what the answer is, but it isn't solar panels and it's not windmills. And dams are, you can only build so many dams. I mean. What do you think about nuclear energy? Do you think it's a realistic nu- and somewhat nuclear safe? In, nuclear energy, okay, so nuclear energy is efficient, but it is not safe. You have a meltdown and now you've basically destroyed everything in a, you know, a certain radius that's, I mean, that's Chernobyl for you. And the half-life on uranium is the sun ridiculous yeah the sun will have consumed the earth by turning into a red giant before that uranium is reaching its half-life so have you seen pictures of of like our global waste dump things we're doing now they're they're dump like us specifically we're dumping a lot of waste in the desert and we have like giant spiky mon like we make the area look dangerous and like scary to keep you know future generations like let's say our language deteriorates you know and, and people don't speak english or even speak the way we speak anymore on this planet so they even they would know that uh don't go there they have all like like symbols and like skulls and everything and it's written in every language on the planet like don't fucking go here. You will die. Do not dig in the <laughs> ground here. Right. It's like That's, it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly how it looks. And let's not talk about tire fields and when they get set on fire. Oh my god! Could you imagine the smell of a tire field being set on fire? No man. <laughs> it, I, it, it, nope. It no, thank be, you. That's that's on my like list of i'll pass <laughs> that's a big no thank you for me and dog i'm gonna have to give you a big 10 nah on that so funny. so i do like to think about one thing more thing about aliens is that the world oh my the people would react if we just if the government was just like yeah they're aliens and we work with them you'd have people committing suicide just off the rip. Oh, yeah. like you'd have. I'd say like, I can't Christ- handle I'd, this. I'd say your Christians and anyone who follows a dogma that s- denies the very existence of such things would be among the first to start rioting in the streets if they haven't already the blown their brains out. That's not an alien. That's the Antichrist. Yeah, you would have people who immediately want to have sex with it immediately like off the rip <laughs> also you would have people who are like i'm gonna fuck that whatever it looks like and like <laughs> it's just so many opportunities would open up to us do you think how would you guys feel 
like do would you personally do you think you would be able to just kind of like well this is the new reality okay let's learn to live with aliens i don't or think do you so. think you would like have I, a hard time i think thinking about it thinking how i would feel versus how i'm actually gonna feel it's like <laughs> two two very different feel like feelings so to say i uh-huh. right now i right now i feel like i'm just in my head i'm like ah, i'm gonna be like eh, i knew it yeah yeah i've been God, saying I, fool me. I was like yeah, yeah i believed this whole time so it's no skin off nick my said teeth. nick said oh no i already knew baby i'm just, i was waiting for you to come out of the closet but in all reality i mean what does it change i mean if we know if certain people with certain levels of access to information already know and they're just keeping it from the general public to deter panic what's it actually going to change if everyone knows versus everyone not knowing except for the fact that there will be widespread panic i can already tell you, you right could, now uh, widespread use of alien technology would be easier but you still would have to get your hands on it, and just because you know they exist now doesn't exactly mean that it's going to okay, fall so, right in your lap. But it's going to be conspiracy so in a, in, a, in a scenario where we know they exist, not a scenario where we're actively working with them. Like, let's say that part's true, where the government is working with aliens and we have aliens living under Area 51. Okay, okay. So you're saying we find out that's the case? Uh-huh. I, I would be like, well... So are we? I knew it. He's gonna say I knew it. <laughs> are are we going to be Thanksgiving dinner, or are we gonna? I said like, that was my thing. If, if fight we're for like, our life. Like, cool. are the are the reptiles just gonna come out of the ground now? They're like, oh fuck, they know. Let's go ahead and it starts. Show's eating. over. Yeah. If we're safe and it's like a friendly ally kind of thing, I think I could wrap my head around it and learn and be like whatever. But obviously, if not, it's the apocalypse. I feel like. <laughs> Because anything terrifying, that can get... the most terrifying thought is that we're just a giant zoo, or <laughs> we're just a giant zoo floating around a ball of fire. Oh, that's uh, yeah. I, just thinking about how how I would feel is giving me anxiety. So I know it's gonna be rough. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. That's suicide. That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. No, I wouldn't. I don't think I would overreact. I, you know, I think I would just keep living my life because at the end of the day, I still have to get up and go to work the next day. It's not going to change that. I had to go to work through an entire pandemic. What? Why? Why would the existence of aliens being proven exempt me now? You know. Nah, I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you guys want to maybe? talk about ourselves for a little bit maybe share some some funny stories some embarrassing stories yeah let's shoot for um, stars do it. i think i think i'm gonna go first I think and i'm should. gonna set the bar excessively high That's so you fine. guys don't have to worry about a single thing okay right. okay so here here set the scene uh it's parade day in town i'm working with the school i'm gonna work with you know, we're getting ready to march. And I'm feeling like shit. I'm feeling like the IBS gods have damned me to hell today, okay? It is not good. Nobody's having a good time. And we're at this old school. Actually, St. Mary's. We mentioned it at last episode. Maybe the episode before. I don't remember. Anyways, <laughs> we were there. 
and I was like, man, I got to poop. And I was like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'll be fine. And then I was like, no, I got to go. So I walk over to that school, which is no longer in use. And it was locked up tight. Of course it is. So I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, I can wait. It's whatever, you know, go back to do some more teaching. And then I'm like, nope, can't wait. Nope. I'm dying. I'm going to literally die right here. Uh, walk across the street. There's an urgent care. They're locked up tight because it's parade day. They're not open. I'm like, all right, this is where I die then. It's fine. I'll go do some more teaching. Go back over there. And I'm like, all right, I can make it. I can make it. It's just 20 more minutes and then a four-mile walk. It's whatever. It's, we'll be fine, you know. No, I walk. couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't make it. So I was like, yeah. Um, I told my director, I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. I was like, I, I feel like I'm going to die. I'm, I'm not going to walk this parade. He's like, yeah, you really do not look good. You should get out of here. I'm like, yeah, okay. So my uh, my grandpa, you know, I didn't have my truck with me because it's parade day and the roads are blocked off. So I walked down. Grandpa lived two blocks away. Walk into his house. He can take me to my truck. I can go home, poop, take a nap. Easy peasy, right? No, sir. I get about halfway down the block and it is coming now. <laughs> it is coming right fucking now. My so I'm poop looking is around. Coming. <laughs> do not pass go do, do not collect two hundred dollars i am looking in the alley not even 200 <laughs> yards away from where i was just teaching i'm looking in a spot in this alley by the urgent care to take a shit and there's nothing even remotely suitable and i know these kids are gonna be walking down the street any minute now to go get set up for the parade so i'm like yeah i really don't want to literally get caught with my pants down here so i keep on walking you know, clenching and waddling down this alley, trying to make it to my grandpa's house. And then I passed my elementary school that I attended. And there's a nice little wooded area. It's probably, oh, I don't know, man, maybe 50 yards square, roughly. Pretty, oh, it's pretty decent size. Um, I'm like, that's it. That's where I'm going. There's no other option. So I waddle on in there. And, um, drop trial because it's coming <laughs> and as soon as my pants hit the ground i hear hey and i'm like oh god no no please no you're not talking to me oh yeah hey and i'm just like fuck no so hey i saw you go in there and i just go yeah and they go i saw a bobcat in there once and i'm pretty sure they said bobcat i'm not exactly sure if they said bobcat so i said what's that and they said, I don't know, but it's dangerous. And I said, thank you. And this interaction is having with it. I don't, I don't know where this person is. I can just hear them behind me. And I am just, just pooping. I am just pooping my guts out in this wooded area. Um, no. So, so I get myself cleaned up, ditch the underwear, stand up. And I see an old lady. I can, I can barely see her through the trees and leaves. She's standing on the balcony behind her house. And I'm just like, not coming out the same way I came in. So then I trotted on through the woods, walked my way home, got a ride in my truck, went home and slept for eight hours. Slept all that experience away. I didn't want to internalize it. So if that you ever awesome. are walking in the woods and you see some underwear as you do, just think. Maybe maybe someone's not a sicko. Maybe they're just having a really bad time. Okay, <laughs> maybe that's the case. Does does a bear shit in the woods? Does a bear shit in the woods? You know, in some circles, I would be considered a bear, so we can <laughs> say yes. I, I, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. 
so yeah i mean that was probably the worst thing that ever happened to me in my entire life so my question for you on your story Uh something i Uh i wanted to ask so you say you were going to um walk to your granddad's to have him take you to your truck yes and then you were gonna go home yes and then you were gonna shit Uh uh-huh so you thought you could make it that whole time why wouldn't it just this is just me using common sense so please correct me but why wouldn't you just shit when you got to your granddad's well my i just same experience i i like to think that there was so much poop in my body that it was starting to clog up the spaces between the neurons (laughs) in my brain so i I would like to think if i would have made it to his house i would have just pooped there but my idea was no i have to make it home to poop but i didn't even make it down the block well here's the thing some people (laughs) some people are like that dude i'm not name dropping anyone but i'm you know i know someone very close to me who cannot defecate in any bathroom but her own so I was like that for a long time, but when my IBS got real bad in high school, I had I just had to get over it. Yeah, you I know. shit my pants too many times. <laughs> Adult depends at the age of fourteen is not an option. I I have shit my times as many shit times my in my times. adult life. That shit, I, shit that I, I shit my times, shit my pants too many times in my adult life that I probably did in my childhood life. That's amazing. It, you know what? Honestly, here's another poop story while I'm talking about another time I poop my pants. And this one is not even all that exciting or romantic like the last one was. I was literally on my lunch break coming back from getting food at work. And I just just I just farted and shit my pants just straight up. No, I was feeling fine. There was no warning. There was no indication of anything. I just shit myself. And I was like, huh, that's great. So then I go in and get back to work, make my way to the bathroom and realize that there's no salvage here. There's no saving anything. There's, it was, it was, it was bad. And luckily my manager's office was right, like literally right across the hallway from the bathroom door. So I walked out there, poked my head in said, Hey, Aaron, I shit my pants. I'm going home. And he said, did you say you shit your pants? I said, Yes, I shit my pants. I can turn around and show you if you'd like, but I would much rather just go home and take a shower. And then I can come back if you'd like. And he was like, yeah, I don't need to see. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see you back in a couple hours. And I was like, sure thing. And then I walked my shitty ass out to my truck and drove home and took a shower. And then I got came back to work because I'm a model employee. I didn't live that one down till the time I quit. I mean, do you really yeah. live down shitting your pants at work? I was going to say, once you're known as the guy who shit his pants at work, you don't really get away from that until you leave. But here's the thing. That wasn't even the worst one. There was a guy that worked there who shit his pants. Or he didn't shit his pants. No, he just shit. And he somehow got shit on his tie and dress shirt. So that was worse than me shitting my pants. So, oh, well, yeah. Clearly, clearly wasn't... Uh, using you know uh his awareness skill when wiping and outside sales rep spent the whole day on job sites with his own shit on his shirt and tie yeah i, would, I yeah you know if I'm, <laughs> if I'm if i'm answering if i'm answering the door to that i'm gonna have to give you a hard pass on whatever you're trying to sell me so yep 
damn. Uh, yeah. So, what... Joshua, what's uh, what's something fun that you can bring to the table? Uh, yeah, that. yeah. I'm not gonna be able to beat Tyler's shit my pants stories because unfortunately, Josh's pants. <laughs> I was there for most of the times, and they're really funny. And we lived together when I shit my yes. pants at home, didn't I? Yeah, because yeah, sure, I I came home from sure work. Did. And I was like, I shit my pants, and we, you you thought it was so funny. We also lived together when you shit you shit in the woods at uh at, at, at the elementary school. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good times, good times, but nonetheless, the my story still involves Tyler, as most of my funny stories do. We were driving to Bowling Green to uh, to go to our one of our first college parties and Tyler's truck earlier this week started making this really loud noise and of course as two hormonal teenage boys driving around and doing whatever they want on a weekend with no parental supervision we went ahead and chose to turn the music up louder so we didn't hear it and uh, we were... So- what twenty for miles? you, um, for you car people out there, which I am not one of. I was it was a two thousand one Chevy S ten, and my back universal joint was going out. So what we heard was my what's it called drive shaft? My drive shaft mm-hmm. just fucking screaming. screaming. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna attempt to recreate the sound for your viewing pleasure. But it was not a sound that you turned the radio up on. But you know what we did? We just turned that bitch up and kept driving. So we got about 20 miles from where we were supposed to end up. And the fucking drive shaft blows out the back of out of Tyler's truck. Fucking 70 sh- miles an hour. <laughs> shrapnel just covering the roadway. And we just come to a... A very very slow coast start uh, stop. Almost, we coasted like three quarters uh, of a mile. Almost a mile away from where the original blowout happened. Uh, we it's the it's like the middle of the night. Like I said, we were middle unsupervised. Unsupervised. We had nothing going on. Nobody was knew where we were. We were just trying to find a lady of the night and. <laughs> <laughs> And Tyler goes to call his, uh, well, uh, from what I remember, Tyler goes to call his girlfriend's parents, and they're mad, and they don't come and get us. And we end up... We were, okay, we should should clarify that we're pretty sure, I think it was her birthday the next day, and we were supposed to be at her party earlier in the morning. And here we are, stuck on the middle of the highway at 1.30 in the morning. Trying to find... A lady <laughs> at, at college <laughs> and yeah so that's a really funny story you uh a lot of these situations you have to be there but another great story that i that will forever haunt me is tyler and i got in a, a bomb ass bachelor pad right out right out of high school and you know we had a, a nice balcony open floor concept ceilings were like 12 14 feet tall they had a loft they had a loft that's where Tyler's room was but also in that loft was our washer and dryer and <laughs> oh man <laughs> i've never had a set of washer and dryer before like who the hell does this my dad does this they deliver the washer and dryer we get it up here and i go to hook it up 
and there's this long black hose out of it. This washer is like stupid expensive, a two or three thousand dollar washer. It had like a steaming feature and everything like that. Well, there's this. He long... says, <laughs> "This is the steam hose. This must be the steam hose." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yes, the steam hose. That makes sense." Where the steam escapes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, not knowing how to hook up a washer, I find this long black tube that comes out of this washer, and I'm like, "Oh shit! This is the steam hose. So cool!" And I just set it. I just set it up there. Um, come to find out, that's a drain hose, and we we started washing our clothes because we, of course, this is a washer that we just purchased. So we <laughs> needed to start washing clothes as we were a little bit behind. So we're like. We're a biggest cycle, shoving this thing full of, of clothes. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting in my bedroom downstairs. And I just hear, like, somebody pissing on the floor. I'm like, okay. And I walk out of the bedroom. And my entire, our entire kitchen ceiling is sagging with approximately 50 gallons of water that just pumped into the, into the downstairs ceiling from Tyler's bedroom. And it just pumps <laughs> full of water. I come out. Like I come four out. Four loads. Yeah, I come out uh, to the to the front room and I scream, "It's peeing, Tyler! What's going on?" And he comes out. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "It's just it, it's it, it, we're leaking." And we come to find out, Tyler goes to go to the bathroom to grab some towels. The his entire floor is soaked, and then we're sitting there. The light in the in the uh, kitchen still on. But the 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 actual fixture for the light, the glass bulb filled up with water and it was boiling because it was <laughs> it, it was surrounding hot. <laughs> it was surrounding the light bulb and we t- we twisted off the nipple and it just started just spurting water like all over the place scolding hot water it was steaming it was a mess. Go ahead. This is and a long story. The ceiling decided it to separate itself. The ceiling decided it wanted to be on the floor. <laughs> so half of our kitchen ceiling just Let collapsed. Remind you, we are 18 years old in our first apartment. We are in an apartment complex and our ceiling just fucking <laughs> collapsed. Uh, that actually happens more often than you would think. Don't feel bad. <laughs> and um, it just, you know. yeah, it just, I mean, it literally just collapsed on the floor we called the maintenance guy and we offered him a steak dinner. He was so nice. Uh, honestly, he was kind of creepy when I'm actually. He like, thought it was funny though. He thought it was so funny. He was not mad at all, and I was like, "Oh God, he's gonna yell. This is gonna be a mess." And he thought it was so funny. Um, we lived like that for a little while, and then when we the went rest to... of the time we yep, lived there. Yep, just a big old hole because. She's like, well, do you want people to come in and fix it? Like, no, no, we'll have our dads do it. And we never Daddy. did. <laughs> we just we just lived with the hole in our in our ceiling and we didn't even, I don't think we cleaned it up properly either. Well, no, they dad came and fixed it when we were moving out. When we were moving out, yeah. When we were like, Hey, <laughs> uh, we have to leave this place because we destroyed it. Can you like fix this? <laughs> Please Thanks. come fix our fuck up. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. We had a, some good times I had in that uh, apartment. I was working third shift security at the time, a gate guard. And my supervisor, I was like, hey, uh, my ceiling collapsed. I can't come in. 
And she just said, I don't believe you. That's ridiculous. So I sent her, you know, pictures of my ceiling on the floor and of water coming out, all the light fixtures and light sockets. And she just said, you should probably handle that. Absence excused. That's that's all she said. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Fatality. (laughs) It was... Oh man, what a what a life! What a life we lived. Um, I wanna. We man, that was a shit show when that ceiling collapsed. I can't even. Our entire uh, our entire life there was a shit show. A bit of it. All at of the it. time we were also working as mall cops. Yes, we were mall, we did we were mall cops well. together. Yep, we worked third shift at a mall and we raced segways and we ran teenagers who were having sex out of the parking lot and I I crashed a segway I threw myself <laughs> over the handlebars when I clipped the wheel on the corner of a wall yep yep and Josh um, I vaguely remember you uh, getting pushed down the up escalators uh, by an angry shoplifter I got my ass beat by an angry shoplifter's Falling down the up escalators, and he wrecked it's like a fucking my cartoon. Life. <laughs> he like a... wrecked my life. I'm not gonna lie. I came home that night. I was fucked up. <laughs> I, I had there was holes all over my pants, like cuts on my legs, my arms. Fucking, it was a mess. It was escalators a mess. are fucking dangerous. I'm surprised I didn't get squished like a grape. I've seen people fall into them before. It's not fun. Yeah. All right, Nick. What about you? Tell me. Tell me something good. Oh yeah, I got something for you guys. Um, oh yeah. Something a little. Uh, do you guys ever get caught in the scenario or situation where you're dealing with a, uh, you know, maybe like a, a retailer or even a restaurant and uh you know whoever you're having an interaction with whether it be you know a waiter waitress or uh you know sales clerk whatever and uh they say thank you and you're like you too have you guys ever done that yeah like they thank you for you know your you know your shopping experience or and they're just like, well, you, you know, thank you guys and uh, have a nice day or whatever. The worst and is when someone like, says happy birthday. And they're like, you too. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Congratulations on your new baby. You too. Oh, all the time. You too. Oh, every Thanks. day. That's so um, funny. So that's just, I thought about that while you guys were talking. I'm like, God, that's just such an awkward thing that hap- I feel like it happens to everybody. Um, but mine is actually um, a fun little story that took place before I was actually 21. Is when I was 20, and um, I had, uh, well, my now wife, then fiance, had a friend over in Indiana getting married, and uh, so we obviously traveled to go to the wedding, and um, I was invited to participate. Uh, in the bachelorette party, which ended up being um, the bride's um, parents provided a uh, like hotel room at a Hilton 
for all the girls to you know get together and hang out and they you know they just drugged me along because we were there for the bride not the groom you're Um, just one of the girls Nick. yeah so you know i'm like fuck it there's gonna be booze there's gonna be other things there to partake in i'm i'm dtf and um so the night trails on everybody gets absurdly drunk I get to the point where I'm passed out in one of my wife's friends uh, laps and she's just rubbing my head for me to like make me feel better. Oh yeah, what a good friend. She's just sitting there running her fingers through my hair and like it's not weird or anything because you know it it's just me drunk passed out and they're just making me you know comforted or whatever. Um, I've been there. The the funny the funny and awkward. The funny and awkward part uh, comes with the bride herself, and um, for her, for her uh, own sanity, we will just refer to her as the bride. Um, got so intoxicated this evening that she oh, went. Poor girl. She went into the bathroom and passed out in the bathtub. Right now, it seems fine. Okay she passed out in the bathtub there's like no water or anything it's just an empty bathtub unfortunately um she shat herself in that bathtub like and not just normal shit we're talking alky shits okay the the demon breath the liquid hot magma (laughs) um and ray's complete and utter fucking hella fumes up in that hotel room and so when her friends there was like a group of friends and my wife was part of this group they went to go in there and check on her and they were just like no we do that is a future (laughs) we 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 do a lot of things for each other and that you know and god you know god bless them they fucking ended up helping to a certain extent clean her up but they gave up and closed the bathroom door and we all just went to bed we laid down on the fucking uh hotel uh, you know the, it was a two queen room so we split up the beds i think i just laid on the floor because i said fuck it and um so we had a hotel uh on the other side of fort wayne this one uh, was the Hilton that obviously they rented out for us and that's where we were having this party or whatever and um, she finally comes to wakes up gets up out of the bathtub walks into a dark hotel room where all of us are trying to fall asleep and laughing our asses off at the same time trying to con- trying to contain ourselves she walks out kind of like a zombie, covered in shit, smelling to high heavens, and says, Guys, are you awake? <laughs> and we were just like, No. <laughs> no. It just erupted fucking giggles. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, um, we I had. I pooped. <laughs> I pooped myself. Um, so she ends up being pretty much mortified and stays at that hotel and the rest of us bolted back to our hotel now we were all trying to gather ourselves and take a head count as to who was sober enough to drive i was not one of them 
um, I actually ended up going outside into the parking lot and passing out on the hood of my own car, waiting for them to figure out, you know, because they're women and they're slow about everything. And, uh, you know, I literally passed out on the hood of my car, waiting on them to figure out who was driving. And by the time they got out there, all I remember is being slightly ushered into the passenger seat of my own car and smoking like six cigarettes on the way back to the fucking hotel room that we rented out. And uh, we all went to bed at like four o'clock in the morning. We had to be up very early, like three hours from then to get ready for this fucking wedding. And my advice to anybody is do not do a bachelor and or bachelorette party the night before the wedding. It's doomed. That is doomed solid from the advice. Doomed 100%. from the start. Correct. At Josh, at Josh's wedding, the whole whole like groom side, you could just we were sweating Jack. It just smelled like Jack. Jack yeah. Loco. Yeah, you're so hot. Bad. You're uncomfortable. You're in un- uncomfortable clothes. You're hungover. And inevitably, you're just going to drink more at the wedding to help coax your body into not wanting to die. <laughs> you know, a hair of yep. the dog that bit you, so to say. Um, so, yeah, that was honestly one of the most disturbing slash funny slash memorable moments that I got to be a part of. And uh, that to poor the, girl. to this day, um, when that night is brought up in her company the look on her face turns to pure horror so and that and this was like i think this was back in like 2012 so that was that was a minute ago we should get her on the podcast Uh, she should be our first she said said, i am the story uh, yeah uh i don't nah i don't think she would go for that i'm sorry I've got it's other I've, I've, I've got other interesting people lined up for us though already so that's exciting fun I can't wait to our first interview I have not done an interview since high school um this is a guy who already committed just whenever we're ready to you know have him on the show um that I worked with at my current job he no longer works there but um really great guy and you can literally talk to him about anything and he he'll be an interesting uh subject to uh poke and prod so i look forward to that day that's really exciting Sounds fun. i think we should probably go ahead and pass on the am i the asshole again like we normally do right, we're running right. about an hour and a half in uh so you guys down to hop into some some thought-provoking trivia yeah let's, let's do start. it Okay, okay, everybody, I need you to, you know, look inward on yourself and take a moment and kind of just, you know, feel it, feel it, open your mind up to these ideas that I'm about to give you, okay? Feeling it. So, for a refresher, the boys like to run trivia, factual, and other I like the thought-provoking questions. So today we're talking all about food and restaurants, okay? So the first thing I need you guys to do is the first the first prompt is going to be your perfect restaurant. If you could make a restaurant with an unlimited budget, what what kind of restaurant would it be? I think I think as our as our reigning defender, Nick should probably go first. Mm. If that's okay with you guys. I'm fine. He said, I don't like that. I don't like going first. I'm fine with that. 
because for me it's easy i okay. love food so my perfect restaurant is um for me um it's gonna be a and this is gonna sound cliche but it's it's going to be a high-end steakhouse uh but we're not talking like your normal like ribeyes you're gonna be able to get like wagyu japanese a5 wagyu cuts here and yes you're gonna spend 300 dollars on that fucking piece of meat but it's gonna be the best piece of meat you've ever had in your life that's what she said and um uh, do you want like layout like my like give me i want my inner thoughts the name Uh, the the general the general menu items Mm -hmm, and the decor are the three big ones i'm looking for the vibe All right, so the vibe the vibe is going to be um, I'm gonna have to work I'm gonna I'm gonna put the name on the back burner, but the the vibe uh, the general uh, menu options are obviously gonna be all high end uh, beef products, obviously, um, and we'll range that from like Smash Burger all the way up to that Japanese A5 I was just talking about. Um, oh we're yeah, going, we're going to have hand cut waffle fries that are deep fried and fresh lard because that is the only way french fries should be consumed um and you know are we doing do you want dessert now or is that later we'll save that one for later okay i couldn't remember um so well okay you could do general dessert now the one later is like a weird off-putting oh okay um so in that regard the decor is going to have to match the you know the quality of the menu and for that i'm thinking something kind of not not mosaic but kind of like art decor um and maybe like even theme out some of the sections of the restaurant um, because beef can be prepared many different ways and i plan on offering it from very traditional to very um eccentric so you could have like if we're talking like this restaurant's huge and there's going to be like there's an asian corner where you're going to see a lot of like authentic asian decor and then if you want some americana it's going to be like very brick and like low light and atmospheric and then you know we could have like a pop culture area where you are surrounded by like record labels and albums and like you know kind of think of like red robin where there's just like shit on the wall Uh and you know if you if you want to if you want that high roller experience we'll have like a freaking buckingham palace dining hall scenario where you can just dine in absolute luxury it's it's a steakhouse for every man and woman to come and eat at so are you doing exclusively beef products at your restaurant is beef the only meat available uh no obviously we have to cater to other people's needs as well serpent turf yes vegetarian options are available obviously obviously everything's gonna have to be organic and fresh and of the highest quality source from so you're telling me the best farmers of america if i want to be like my fiance and go to a nice steakhouse mm-hmm. and get the pasta with the chicken tenders in it. Then I can do that at your steak. I can get that at your steakhouse. Yeah, yes, if you absolutely must, we will cringe the entire time and might spit in it. But yes, we will do that for you. Okay. Okay. I like it. And what do you got for the name? 
the name is going to be hmm, good name for a stay count. You know what? I, it's going to be easy. It's going to be uh, Calvin's Cut Steakhouse. Calvin's Cut Steakhouse. Nick, I am very sold on this restaurant. I'm very, Josh, you're going to have to work for this one, I think. That's all right. I got some ideas. You got anything else you want to add to your restaurant, Nick? Um, no, I, that's it. Uh, maybe, okay. maybe if we live, if this restaurant exists in a um, post-legalization uh, world, we'll have a special activities bar in the back of the restaurant for people who wish to uh, go to that bar versus the uh, alcohol bar so oh okay okay really a steakhouse for everyone i see yes yes what do you got josh all right i'm gonna need you to give me the parameters again so i can speak to this directly your your best your restaurant money's not an option i'm looking for general menu items the name and your general decor perfect so uh, my restaurant type is going to be a bar and grill. Uh, we're going to be looking at general items is going to be fish sticks and finger foods and like just some some just easy, quick on the go. I don't want anything like too wine and dined. I, I'm thinking more like quick. If you can think of Applebee's that that type of that type of bar experience of like finger foods of of samplers and all this and that that's that's the type of food that that we'll be uh we'll be having at at this restaurant uh generalized theme i'm going to throw it back to the 90s with uh you know that carpet that lights up with the black light uh-huh. Yep, yep, we're doing that. Like this, okay. the, the skating rink. We're yeah. gonna be having some raves at Josh's <laughs> yes, restaurant. Yes, sir. So we're gonna have we're gonna have that nice carpet along the uh just as the flooring. We're probably gonna make it out of, you know we we don't want it to be like actual carpet. We're probably gonna make it out of like tile, like that nice resin floor that they do. So we'll do something like that, make it you know, make it pop, but it'll still be nice. Um general decor, you're gonna see a lot of mirrors. Um some some lights it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be like it's gonna be a fun house right thank thank god there's okay, some just lights. all mirror all like, mirrors yeah no right lights. yeah and then like of course you're gonna have your little your little booths and everything of that nature where you know you're gonna have uh a table service and and we're gonna offer uh you know a bunch of different things we're gonna offer bottle service and we're gonna offer uh drinks and Cigars, because I love cigars, so it's going to be a smoke-friendly environment. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Did you I had cover to all pay the... off the state legislator for that one. <laughs> oh, you don't even know, buddy. You don't even know who I had to pay for this. Uh, did I cover everything? What's the name? Oh, yeah. The name of it is going to be Daddy's Issues. Ooh. Daddy's Issues. That... <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't do that you i can do whatever i want oh no day. this is still a strip club buddy <laughs> we're getting to it wait till we get to dessert okay 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna have is that i'm gonna have to go with nick for round one though uh, i do like this this nice ass steakhouse now now joshua if i was drunk 
two and a half, eight balls in on a Wednesday night. Daddy's issues sounds like the place that I would want to be, though. But see, here's the thing, right? So Uh the the type of environment and the type of person that Calvin's Cut Steakhouse is going to invite is not going to be your everyday person. I have a cost-efficient location and menu that will bring everybody from every crowd. Walmart. So so your restaurant's by the airport. So my (laughs) restaurant – think of it this way, right? So imagine – the center of town instead of center hall instead of you know town hall you have daddy's issues the geographic center of town kids like put on <laughs> your kids put on your sunday best we are going over to the daddy's issues for lunch <laughs> and we're going to have we're going to have a great a great spread of food for everybody uh we're going to have all the food it's going to be it's going to be huge it's going to be it's going to be huge we, There's going to be a big golden door that you're going to walk right through. It's going to be perfect. And, and, you know, we're going to have all kinds of different things that happen throughout the week as well. We're going to have breakfast, steak and eggs. Oh, you can eat buffet. We're going to have Do you an see all him grasping at straws after you already buffet. admitted that like, I won? Like, this is, this is, this is excellent. And I feel Tyler, like your turn's over and you're just adding to the demise of your own unf- failure. Unfortunately, Tyler is <laughs> a fucking whore for steak. So... It's honestly I love a good cut of beef. Everyone is a horror. Everyone who's worth their salt is a good gets turned on by a good steak. All yeah, right. but see, are we talking like how original is a steakhouse? <laughs> it's not about what kind. Okay, first of all, the type of steaks we are serving it doesn't matter. As fuck. No, I can go down to Hall's Hall's Chop House. You literally compared yours to Applebee's. How fucking original was that, Joshua? That's Shut original fuck as up. fuck, dude. <laughs> Not only can you get your Next chicken topic. tenders, but you can also get your t- chicken titties. I can't, I, can't, too. I can't be bored with this any chicken longer. Titties. What's the next topic? Okay, now that we've established our restaurants, what is your main dish, your your selling dish, the dish that brings people to your restaurant? What is it? Well, I guess I have to go first again. The main dish takes the form of what we call the Phoenix Fountain. So what this is, is it's a five-tier chocolate fountain that has built-in heaters, right? So it starts out, you just see like these cylindrical chocolates stacked up in a tower. And as these trays heat up, the chocolate melts into the dishes. And then we call it the Phoenix because it's going to come back as chocolate fondue and curtain down each layer. And you're going to have a scrumptious fruit bar to choose from to dip your fruity fruits under the phoenix fountain mm, people i like now people now come this, far and wide for it is this phoenix fountain's table specific or am i gonna have to wait behind a fat kid in line if i want to use it <laughs> no you can get one at any table okay okay josh what do you have for your main your main dish yes sir so my main dish draws people in is gonna be uh fish sticks and tartar sauce (laughs) and 
Uh, we're gonna serve it with a with a great side of uh, whipped cream uh, to that you can take with your private dance after you finish your meal. Um, okay. With your purchase of fish sticks and tartar sauce as well, uh, you do get a frozen banana that will come in play uh, during your your playtime VIP experience if you so choose. Okay. Now I'm assuming that these are not hand cut Alaskan cod hand breaded fish sticks. No, sir. We took uh, the fish sandwich from McDonald's, cut that into stick form, fixed the batter, and put it on a plate. Okay. Now, and do you believe that is a more cost-efficient way than just buying bags of frozen chicken fish sticks? Uh, yes, sir. So we did a uh, <laughs> we did an ROI on uh, the production of our fish sticks, and we do see we we do seem to uh, bring in at least two percent more on our return of investment uh, on the initial oh, purchase. Man. And the reason being is because the bread the breading around the the fish sandwich can also be. I'm not saying that we're cutting corners, but we can also make that a ch- a, a fish stick, and nobody would know the difference. <laughs> do you know why? Do you know why Wendy's hamburger patties are square? Why is that? Because they don't cut corners at Wendy's. Hey, here is that really issues? That that is literally their slogan for why they have square patties. Just I want to kill myself. <laughs> So, At yeah. Wendy's, we do not cut corners. Um, I'm gonna have to upset the crowd here and go with go with the fish sticks, whipped cream, frozen banana lunch. Yes, special. Daddy. Yeah, you're you're get, you're just giving him that. That's fine. No, I, I'm no, not I don't like, I don't like fish sticks, but I would like to be a part of that process. I would like to see what all that entails. He said, he said, special. I don't want. I, I may not want to eat the real fish sticks, but I will love to try that bread. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna slightly change this. This was a dessert specific, but I'm gonna open it up. What is your? We have a shock, a shock dish, a a gross dish akin to eating sour cream and onion crickets or a sucker with a scorpion in it. What is your disgusting shock and awe dish that brings the creeps into the door? Mm, yes. Well, if you're looking to ride on the wild side of things let's say maybe you're a uh um youtuber or someone who is a social media influencer of any type and you're always up to a good food challenge um it all starts with a fresh never open can of sastrami have you ever seen or heard of sastrami you say sastrami with an S? Yeah, yeah. sastrami, sastrami. It's a Swedish sastrami. dish. Sastrami. Yes. No, they said like pastrami, canned pastrami. <laughs> no, sastrami. So it's like, uh, it's basically rotten fish in a can um, with bones and all. And it smells like death. But um, so we're going to give you that in the can so you can have the experience of hearing that beautiful hiss and getting sprayed with the juices and, and having yes and having the juices and the aromas just hit your cranial nerves and make you want to vomit as soon as you open it 
And then we're going to pair it with a glass of uh, homemade sour pickle juice. Homemade. Uh, homemade. So uh, you just you made the pickle juice, but didn't pickle anything in it, and you're just serving it, correct? Uh, oh no, no. You see, there was actually uh, deviled eggs stored in this pickle <laughs> juice. So um, that that's the uh, fermenting process that it went okay. through. So we're just giving you the juice, though. We don't want to creep you out with the eggs. You can request them if you need them, but we're not going to serve them that way. As, as a garnish. Yes. So if you really want the boiled egg, by all means, we'll give it to you. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen pickled eggs, but my God. And uh, so the juice from a jar of homemade pickled eggs and then... Um, as a uh, little bit of a uh, appetizer, or let's say pairing, to go with your sastraming rotten fish from a can with fucking egg juice, essentially, uh, we're going to go ahead and have you uh, also eat a nice uh, moldy brick of blue cheese, because I hate blue cheese with a desperate passion. Um, and then if you really, and, and, and it comes in a couple different ways. If you want us to deep fry your, uh, blue cheese, we will oblige you and deep fry it. Um, but can, regardless, can it's request, going to be, a, can you request what? Can I request that you boil the can of fish, the whole can before you give it to me? Uh, sure. You can, you can request it in the can or out. We can prepare it for you, but it, the con all of the contents of the can are going to end up in whatever you, whatever preparation method you ask for. Okay. So. Okay. 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 That's gross. Every bit of that is out appealing. Josh, what do you have for us? Yes, sir. So, uh, this is a special that only happens on Wednesdays uh, because middle of the week for for daddy's issues does seem to be a All little day. little uh, little slow for us. Um, so on Wednesdays to make sure that we abide by all PTA meetings in our area, uh, we will be offering half off of our cover charge. This is just the the charge to get in the door, um, but if you order our special plate called the Shocker. Uh, you actually get free entry. Uh, what this is, is this is actually uh, a pound of fish sticks that have been molded together. And this is actually dipped through a 60-year-old woman that we purchased off of, the, off of our good old uh, black market. And she <laughs> will secrete over your fish sticks uh, bringing in two in the pink and one in the stink. And I, I think you can uh, go get where we're going with this. So she will also uh, put defecation uh, in a ramekin for dipping sauce if you are interested in that. And we do finish it off with uh, the 60-year-old woman's uh, fresh urine uh, as, a, as, a, as a wonderful drink. Uh, this covers a wide variety of fetishes as uh, as what we're looking to appeal here uh we have uh butt play we have um uh urination uh we also do cover uh many other items such as bringing food in the bedroom and it's really just a dish for everybody uh it is for sure acquired taste but uh thus far it seems to be one of our best sellers 
We are packed on Wednesday. Okay. I just want to clarify for everybody that the original prompt was a was a restaurant. And Josh's ideal restaurant is just a strip club that serves really bad food. No, really good food. <laughs> um, I really, I'm at a loss here. Um, both were very, very gross. I hated every bit of that. And I'm unhappy that I asked that question, to be honest with you both. But I do strangely have, from my experience on the internet, I just feel like the experience with the old woman might sell a little more than the fish will. I agree. Because I just feel like if we're talking about clientele, that's gonna be that's gonna be the only thing that sells at your restaurant, Josh. While while Nick, all of these businessmen are gonna be preferring the Wagyu over the uh the pastrami. Not pastrami. So. <laughs> uh, pastrami. And uh so I, I, I think I do agree. I would have to say uh, we check off the MILF box with this. Um, however, she is treated Gilf. like an animal. Oh, GILF, sorry. Uh, she was purchased as property, and that's what that, – she's a machine. Okay, I just – Josh wins. I don't know if I made that clear because I feel yes. like I said that, and then he just was like, wait, I can be worse. <laughs> uh yes uh so for all of you that don't know daddy's issues is was a real life dream of mine that was quickly shot down when i got married and also uh uh was not be was not able to be approved through the marion county board of uh electoral votes that can that decide what businesses can go where too many schools too many schools not enough strip clubs that's what i say that's what I say. Well, what what does that bring our 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 score to? I know I'm way ahead of you guys in wins, but where no, are you, you guys lost. at? You have According, zero wins. Uh, uh, well, and Josh, according... Josh is now at two, and I am at two. Two as well. We are. Oh, so titty, titty So you tied. two are tied for second place. Okay, good Correct. for you guys. Yes, sir. Wow, look wow, at that. that. Was... That was pretty fun. I like it. that was a good one up until the end there. Uh that was pretty enjoyable. You did that to yourself. I'm you sorry. did. You made it you made <laughs> it as glad. gross as it possibly can and this has by far been the grossest episode we've had to date. Like everything else has been pretty mild mannered and this episode has just been full of shit. Like actually we've Actual been talking shit. about shit for the majority of this episode. Yes. Um it may have been the is... underlining theme in the second half. I'm going to have to put it in the title, I think. I think it's going to be Alien Shit 2. I think that's what I'm going to call it. Yes, I love um, that. Okay, I don't even know. I'm, that really just kind of shook me to my core. I think that's how. I think that's the end of the episode. I'm going to go ahead and do the, do the thing where you are very nice to us. And go follow us on TikTok and like our Facebook page. Uh, the TikTok is the TJN Podcast, the TJN Show my bad uh the facebook page is the tj and show podcast you could find me on tiktok at i can't let you go poop twitch unwise analysis we all love you bunches these two boys need to get more of a social media presence that's what i always say thank you for listening and have a good night thank you so much good bye comrade <laughs>